but you can so, hello <laughs> how is everyone doing today we are live welcome to today's episode of her version kathy spaz is here today and she's actually going live on her instagram also so she is um, setting that up for her followers over there. Listen, this podcast, her version is dedicated to sharing stories of struggle to triumph, a platform that allows individuals to tell their truth in order to inspire and uplift others. For those of you that are new to this podcast and like content like this, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow, like, and share. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria. Let's jump right in. see my guests dancing in the background to my intro. That is my fave. I'm so happy to have you here with us, Kathy. Um, this podcast is built around storytelling and the understanding that many times our greatest learning experiences come from listening to other people's stories and their journeys. Today, I am speaking with an amazing woman named Kathy Spaz. Kathy is a highly sensitive, lively, and passionate mother, wife, and horse girl. As a former elite international show jumper, Kathy is no stranger to the spotlight herself and the unique pressures faced by those ascending to the upper echelons of their profession. After suffering from a severe burnout in 2016, which she describes as her personal turning point, Kathy set out on a new path to help other highly sensitive people like herself create the life of their dreams and understand they can have massive career impact without sacrificing their health, relationships, or boundaries. That one's important. Kathy is here today to share her story and prove that despite your past, you can rise above and create a life full of limitless potential. Welcome, Kathy. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun to be able to talk finally because we've been chatting forward and backwards a little bit behind the scenes. And I'm really excited to be here with you today. So thank you for inviting me in the first place. Thank you. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to sit with me. Um, I know actually we talked a while ago and my, my podcast is booked out so many months ahead that we haven't had a chance to really like sit down and speak. And, and, you know, sometimes when I sit down with people, for the initial conversation, the connection that I have with them is just so strong. And, you know, there's only so much time. There's only so much time in, in every day. And we're both building our empires and we're both, you know, shouting from the rooftops, our messages. And sometimes it takes a second to come back together and regroup and, um, and continue to, to grow continue to grow that community and collaborate and all that stuff. So how is your Tuesday? You said it's evening over there. It's evening. We're in Belgium. So my son is finally in bed. I'm always so happy when it's that time of day when I can, you know, finally relax. And, and that thing is nothing, you know, that 
part of my agenda is going to slow down a little bit. I, we were just chatting and I was telling you that this is so much fun for me to be able to be here and do this thing uh, for myself because to me working is something that really lifts my energy and that really brings me a lot of joy. So it's, it's, I, this is my happy place. So thanks. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's always sometimes, you know, a little uh, ebb and flow that has to go with motherhood and entrepreneurship that we kind of have to like feel out and it's different every single day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's such a roller coaster being a mom. And then after you had that first kid, you know, you think, oh, we've got this stuff figured out. And then you get the second one. And oh, my God, you know, <laughs> I think I'm going to die. It's just it's it's heavy stuff. It's heavy stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am. Um, I'm a, a single single only child. So um, I have I'm now an 18 year old. My son just turned 18 on March 19th. He's oh 18. Um, but I always wondered, you know, I always wondered what it would be like to have multiples. It just didn't quite work out for me that way. But <laughs> but it goes by so fast, you know. And one of the things that I don't want to say I regret because I love the fact that I've been able to, you know, give all of my time and all of my energy to one. You know, there's there's always like the grass is greener on both sides, but you know realizing how fast it went by, you know, it would have been nice to kind of have multiples that are still kind of hanging around because just in an instant, that's it. You know, once my son probably turned like 15, 16, he started becoming, I raised him to be very independent, but he, you know, kind of took his mouth off of the, the boobies, I guess you could say at age 15. And he starts creating his own identity. He starts hanging out with his friends and, and it was a, a huge turning point. And then there was nobody to lean back on, you know, it was just him. So, um, so enjoy it. You know, I'm sure everyone tells you that, but enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can already see that with the second one, everything goes so much faster. There's, wow. it's like, Sometimes I think, oh my God, I'm I'm missing out on so many things uh, of her because you just have to divide yeah. so much more of your time and energy. And it's really hard because I don't want to uh, take anything away from my son either because I adore that little man. Wow. So it's, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit tricky to be the best you can be for both of them and still for yourself and, and your partner as well, because otherwise you can really lose yourself in this process. I think a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, listen, I would love to just kind of hand the floor over to you for a few minutes. Um, I know that the, the individuals that are here watching are excited to kind of hear your story and your journey where you've been through as we kind of go through this podcast and some of the questions that we have in store for you. But I would love for you just to just kind of give us an overview of, you know, your your background and, you know, portion of your journey that you've had up to this point. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. How much time have you got? <laughs> <laughs> All the time you need. <laughs> no, that's okay. So. Actually, to be honest, I grew up a horse girl. So my father um, is uh, is in the horse industry. It's it's a business, and I grew up there as a as a child. I was riding international show jumping, and 
having a lot of fun doing that, but also losing myself doing that because there was not so much space for error. So, and there was also not so much space for me to invent myself as a good rider. It had to be in a certain way, which I felt because it was so pressured. I was so much pressured into a certain role and I loved that role but it wasn't matching with my identity, with, with who I was supposed to be. So I see this a lot with the artists I work with as well, because what happens is that you have someone who really enjoys what they do, but then at a certain point, they lose everything about their passion because, you know, it's just pressured into something that it was never supposed to be. And you lose all touch with the passion and the love and the joy that you started doing it with in the first place. Wow. So that is actually what happened to me as well. I am horseback riding again after my, my second uh, C-section. So it took me a while, but I'm really happy to be able to ride again. But I have to be honest, I am also doing it in an entirely different way now. Horseback riding is not what it used to be. Um, I still like to compete. I'm still aiming if it is even possible to do that again in an international level. We'll see how it goes, but without the pressure, just for the joy and the fun of it. And it's more about connecting and having fun and really being in the moment and building a relationship with my horse and growing together. I think it's about those things and after giving birth to my both my children I had to go through some challenging times because it was hard for me I'm a very independent uh, person individual and it was really hard to not be able to use my body in a way I wanted to use it because I was always driven and energetic and doing my own thing and then at one point I was shut down. I still am sometimes. So I have two sport horses and this is my hobby now. So I don't do this for a living anymore. So now it's just, okay. You know, if I'm, if my body feels too painful or too weak when I still have to do the second one, then, you know, the second one is going to be a different ride. It's just going to be a lot more relaxed. I'm only riding two times a week now. This has never, ever happened to me before. It used to be four or five, six times a week. Wow. Um, so it's really about letting go and surrendering and tuning into what it is that my body and my soul need at this point. And I can tell you that to me, that's really hard sometimes because I'm very driven and passionate and that means that sometimes it's hard to let go of control as well yeah so that is a challenge that i've been working on the past few years and it's been fun it's been hard but it's been fun because you get to see life in a completely different way too mm -hmm. it's not just the person that you want to grow into it's also who do you want to be? What, you know, what is this life about to you? And I always used to think that doing nothing 
means you're being weak because you know relaxing is for the weak we have to yeah. go and work and fight and be strong yeah. so when i was feeling bad and i still think that sometimes it's possible that i still get confronted with this because you know it, it's hard for me to surrender to the fact that it's okay to be weak it's not even being weak but to the idea of being weak and it's okay to surrender and to give into that without losing yourself yeah and staying in touch with yourself and reconnecting and reinventing yourself over and over again and just be just be and enjoy and have fun and let that light shine as much as you can because i think that's the most important thing that we're here to do and that's also something that my burnout a few years i think it's five six years ago mm. taught me because I was always very much focused on the negative and the hard things and what I had to do. And, you know, life was quite heavy to me. And when I was stuck in my burnout, I had to start from rock bottom again, you know. And sometimes when you're in a well, we would say in Belgium, literally translated, when you're in a well, the only way is up. And that rock bottom is at a different level for everyone else. But it was my rock bottom and the only way was up. I was not willing to go down any further. So I started really focusing on the light, the things that bring me joy, positive energy, constructive self-talk. Because that was a really big one for me. You know, I was the princess of bringing myself down. It was awful the way I could speak to myself. Yeah. And being mild and gentle and kind to yourself, I think that's probably the most important and hardest lesson that we get to learn here. But it's so important to be able to rise above the things that you feel stuck at. Because if we can't accept it, and if we can't be kind to ourselves regarding any issue in life, there's no way you can move forward from it because that is the first necessary step. 100%. Yeah, so that was something that I really had to learn and it completely shifted my entire world by starting there and then taking so many steps and doing so many things um, to work on myself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really happy that I was given this opportunity to be able to live and experience the situation because I've also noticed that the things I experienced in my childhood and in these periods of time where life was rough on me, it was the biggest moment of insights for my clients as well, because it is by living the experience that you also can connect to the experience of your clients. And I do believe that, you know, it's very important to have the foundation of the techniques, the strategies, and the proven uh, exercises and tools. I use all of those as well. But I sense that in the coaching process with my clients, it's not so much about the techniques as it is about being able to get on their level knowing exactly what they're talking about knowing what that feels like having lived that myself and 
grown out of it. And that is something that helps a lot of people, I've noticed. So I'm really happy that I was able to bring both sides to the party and do this thing that I love where I can support artists because I noticed that they feel very misunderstood in life and very lonely. And that's the reason why I started focusing on this group of people because I felt like an alien for a very large part of my life. Not, I mean, I had friends, you know, I was social, I was going out and, but to be honest, I think I never felt like I really fitted in until I had found myself. Hmm. And I think that's important. I want to be that welcome home for these artists so that they can find themselves and finally allow themselves to fully show up in life because that's what I was missing. You know, you can't go all out if you're not all in with yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing that I've been doing and I've been really happy spending my time with. So, yeah. Did you have to have, did you have to have any, um, conversations with family? Cause you, you notated that your like family, like your dad is into horses. So did you at any time have to sit down with him and have a conversation about kind of slowing down? Or no, 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 because I outgrew the fact that I needed his confirmation. It's awesome. Because that was the thing that was holding me back my entire life. I was doing everything I did to get his confirmation. Yeah. But it's not until I took that step back away from him and his world towards myself. And it's not until I did that and fully started showing up for myself that I did not even have to have a conversation because once you resonate at a certain level, everyone else around you will start treating you in the frequency that you're resonating on. So I started noticing that when I shifted my energy, he would treat me completely differently. Wow. So how old were you? How long did it take for you to finally read? Were you twenties, thirties? Oh, no, I think I was early 30s. Early 30s. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and still sometimes, because there was still a situation um, in these past months where I thought, motherfucker, you know, this is again this? And um, where I felt being mistreated and, you know, where the situation wasn't fair. And being highly sensitive, we have a very high, um, I don't know how to word in English, perfectly but sense of justice you know so things have to be correct it has to be honest we're very sensitive to that and when I sense that things aren't being honest or I'm being mistreated in in a way that it's not correct uh, I I get very sensitive on that and there was a situation where this happened and for sure first you lose yourself in emotions you know that's that's not it's okay uh, it's someone close to your heart. It's it's normal that you feel disappointed, that you feel, again, it's triggered, you know, that you weren't good enough in the past and maybe you don't feel good enough again now. So for sure, I, I lost myself a little bit in that moment. And then, I, but I reacted beautifully, if I might say myself, uh, during the situation 
And also afterwards, it was very interesting for me to be able to shift the perception that I was having on the situation. I still believe with all my heart that it's not correct, mm-hmm. but I can, I can see it in a different perspective. I can see how this situation right now is making me, you know, in, in Belgium, we say put pepper in our ass so that, you know, we can, we can start be going like we're on fire again and create myself again, yeah. you know, yeah. in this per, uh, particular case. So to me, that, that was something that actually ended up being something beautiful as well. And, and connecting with my own strength and power again, like I don't have to be dependent on anything or anyone else or their opinion or whatever, you know, it's, it's already, everything is good. It's okay. It's enough. Yeah. And you go from there, then that entire situation feels instantly a lot lighter. And that's when the relationship can evolve or grow to a next level. So there might still be a conversation to follow this up because I do want to set boundaries, but there's also a sense of trust because I also feel like, you know what? The universe has got my back. It's not against me, it's working for me. So Mm -hmm. I know everything will work out. And if not, I can still put my boundaries up when it presents itself. Yeah. Because being HSP, we tend to overthink everything. And in, in those situations, we already create a situation that is bigger than what is actually going on. (laughs) Yeah. We get to, we get to worry a lot and see, you know, look in the future because we're very good at anticipating. But the downside of that is that we also do it in these negative circumstances. So I, I stepped away from doing that and put a different light on it and you know it's okay we'll see what happens then and i can still you know put the boundaries up if that's necessary then and for now let's just all have some fun and love and <laughs> yes let's have some fun i agree yeah <laughs> that's great you know in all of your years um you know throughout your journey i'm sure you've had lots of ups and lots of downs I'd like to highlight, you know, maybe a a situation that you were in at some point in your past where you felt like you had failed. And, you know, one of the things that I love to talk to my clients about is the importance of learning from our failures or things that maybe didn't go so well or some of the struggles. Do you have, um, you know, a, a story that you could share as far as, you know, some something that maybe didn't quite go the exact way you wanted it to go, but then what you learned from it? Oh, I, I have a beautiful one, one that is happening still right now. So it's very recent because becoming a mom for the second time, having that C-section and recovering very slow from that, investing a lot of time in my health and my body and, and, you know, recovering is one thing that I've invested a lot in these past few months, but I'm also a very driven entrepreneurial spirit. So to be honest, I was doing a million things when I was delivering my baby, I had a planned C-section, but then my baby showed up 
two weeks early on, on the worst date ever because my husband was going to run a marathon that day and that night she decided no no this is my time to shine so <laughs> yeah that was uh, beautiful so I've, I've invested a lot of time in that but even the day that I delivered my baby I had to do like a million phone calls for a renovation project I was doing and the weeks after giving birth, we still had a lot on the program. So I was working so much behind the scenes of that renovation because it was from A to Z. And that cost a lot. But then that was one thing because it was also bringing me joy. But then we were also renovating our own, our own house. We still are. So they came to fix the roof. You know, we, we put an entire new roof. We've got quite a big roof. So they work for five to six weeks with a lot of noise. I've had very little um, support on for the children these past months because our the daycare closed because the, the lady has COVID. So I was having the kids at home five days out of seven. And that meant that those other two days I had to do everything like going to the, the physio and the things to recover. And every now and then, you know, try to go to my horses if I could. But then there was so much noise. And for me, one of my weaknesses is the noise. My brain is very sensitive when it, when it goes overboard. So I've had two babies, which is quite some noise. I've had those work, you know, the work that had a lot of noise and you have to be here because when your child has to go to bed, you know, you, you have to be here. So, oh, it's been very heavy. And then, you know, I'm still working on the next steps of the renovation phase. So to make a very long story, a little bit shorter, um, Sometimes you think that you have to do a lot of things in order to grow or to move forward. Yeah. But sometimes it can make you go backwards. And that's what I've been experiencing. It's been quite the hell for me these past few weeks wow. because my brain has been, it, it's gone in overdrive. So that means that sometimes I get dizzy. Sometimes um, I feel like, there's a blur in my brain or when the dogs, we have two puppies, like who does that when they have, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So we have two puppies, so that's a lot of noise and a lot of work. Um, so moving backwards, like we said, but the, I can't stand the noise anymore. It, it really overstimulates me. So I actually, by thinking that I was moving forward by doing a million things at the same time, I was moving backwards. So I can see this being something that I could have learned way back because this is something I bump into quite often. I'm not the person who enjoys a quiet, uh, you know, a quiet, still life. Uh, I'm the person who enjoys to go hard, you know, to go all out. So it's interesting that sometimes that's not the best way. And sometimes you have to listen to other signals your body is sending mm -hmm. so that you get to take that step back. 
and you really need to take that step back so that you can yeah so that you can start moving forward again so that's that's what has been going on i've i've had to take that step back every once in a while and it's not been easy because that's not easy for me we've got a lot going on there's a lot of work here and then it's it's hard to say shit i've got to do less yeah you know? what in my renovation am i not going to do because yeah. i want everything and everything now you know that's yeah. who i and I love being that person, but it's not for now. And that should be okay too. Definitely. Definitely. When you um, got into kind of realizing or awakening or, you know, whatever vernacular you used for that, started getting into personal growth. You said it was kind of like early thirties. Um, what's your, what is your view on personal growth? You know, um, as far as the importance of people stepping into it well to be honest my personal growth i started when i was 19 years old because my my mom she gives um courses of spiritual development and all those kind wow. of things. very fortunate and i took all her classes and she just created a new one so i am i'm i'm in the new one as well because i love I love getting those new techniques and new exercises and to just tune in and connect with myself again, because that's one thing I've always continued doing as a coach. I think it's really important that you still keep working with coaches yourself. Yeah. So I've always done that. And I think it's really important to spend some conscious time and to invest time energy and money in your self-development and personal growth because i always used to think that time or money was some of the things that can enrich your life and it is true you know it does but if your quality of life isn't good there's nothing else that can make this better yeah or more fun or your enrich your life more you know it's it's really this is number one this is the foundation if your quality of life sucks then you can have or do whatever you want in life it's never ever going to live up to the way you want to feel yeah so i think that's probably the biggest one for me and that's always what i try to you know tell my clients because you are number one you are the director of your movie the captain of your ship and if you don't treat your life as your ship or your movie then you're going to get lived by some by someone else or by other people absolutely so that's yeah. so awesome that you were entrenched in that at such a young age that's not normal no, I, I was always with older ladies. So now, wow, I'm, yeah, yeah. That's what, so do you um, take extra initiative knowing that? As far as, um, yeah, I know your kids are younger, but you know, are you doing anything oh, yeah. consciously to to make sure that that's instilled in them? My son is two years old, and yeah. whenever he gets frustrated or finds something challenging, I always it's so simple but this is the first thing we we do we've been doing this for, for yeah for quite some time already and then we do this 
just one or two times just i said okay let's just first let's breathe so i want to just teach him to be more conscious in the wow. moment seize the moment because once you just breathe for a second you know it already creates more distance from the situation that is going on so it, it helps you take a step back and to ease into it yeah. so sometimes it works like a charm and sometimes you know he's too upset or angry or throwing stuff around because he's a kid uh, and then then he won't do it but then i'll do it and i know that it calms him down because he's used to doing it with me and i don't we don't do that for a minute together or anything it's just like just take a second just one one breathing moment so that it stays okay for him i don't want to force it you know yes absolutely so, and that's just one of the small things but so yeah. powerful yeah so powerful because that's so simple you know we teach our children automatically tools on how to deal with anger or stress or frustration or whatever it is and they're not always the best so mm -hmm. why not instill a simple tool that's just as easy as any of the other ones um that's more constructive i absolutely love that yeah and i, and I love the example of him being so young you know yeah. they're, they're never too young to just start yeah yeah to start instilling those tools at a at a young age and just like anything they'll grab it when they're ready to grab it but if it's never available to them then there's no other option other than whatever you're doing which yeah. a lot of times us as adults if we don't know personal development we're teaching them the wrong things yeah but that's true and and still you know you you still sometimes lose yourself in getting overstimulated and, and freak out too soon. And instead of staying calm, because staying calm is what helps them. Yeah. And I've also, yeah, it's like you say, you know, teaching them that exercise it, it, at the beginning, it was hard for him because, you know, he couldn't, but by just continuing and not getting angry, but just showing it to him and doing it together and just trying to do that one time, now it's a lot easier for him to do it yeah. because there's also no pressure. You know, we just take that second to, to just breathe together and that's it. I love that. And then we just reevaluate the situation, try to put it into words so that his emotional um, maturity grows because that helps very often with solving problems. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it puts the pressure on us as parents to make sure that we're using the same skills that we're wanting them to use, you know, yeah. so it almost makes it an obligation on our end, which it should be, you know, to, to use those tools when we're um, encouraging this. It's a constant reminder. So that's yeah. awesome. You know, I would love one of the things that I really like to cover on this podcast, because, you know, the entire thing is based off of our journey and inspiring other people to um, to do things just a little bit differently. But one of the issues that I've dealt with, which I'm sure you uh, can relate to this, is clients coming to you and stating, okay, I get it. You know, I want to do it differently. I want to uh, change. I want to take a step in this direction. But 
I don't know what the first step is supposed to be. Like, I don't know how to get from A to E. What are all the steps that I have to take in between that? So I was wondering if you had just a few examples of maybe some steps early on that you took when you were really um, pivoting in your life and really making some some changes from then to now. Do you have any any steps that you could share with us? Yeah, for sure. I think the first one is is what we discussed earlier: acceptance. You know. Just accept that it is what it is and that it's just fine the way it is. That's so important because if, if you don't accept the situation, it will create so much negative energy that it will always stay stuck around. You know, it will it will always be there behind the scenes, pulling your energy down. And it's, it's just really hard moving forward from that because it will always come back and, and bite you in the, in the ass, you know, when, when you're trying to do something new. So to be honest, accepting is, is just number one. Number two, I think is being, you know, for going inwards again, breathe, ground, you know, connect your feet to the earth. When you walk, go out for a walk, work in your garden, pot some plants if that's a word you know change some plants take care of your plants cuddle with your dog or your children little things like that work out you know whatever it is that works for you ground center get back in touch with your body and then the third one is get back in touch with your soul with your mind and that is you know what do you want your life to look like? Love that. What is your ideal life? What would make you like super happy? What does that look like? And then create a really clear vision. You don't have to know exactly what it is in every step of the way. And that's probably the hardest thing, not knowing all the steps. Yeah. You just need to know the vision. And the most important thing, to be honest, in that vision is the way you feel. How do you want to feel? It's not even important what job you're doing or, you know, the people you're surrounded with or whatever. That's just details. How do you feel doing the job you love? Yeah. How do you feel being around your friends? What does it feel like completely and utterly being you? And allowing yourself to fully be you and to shine your brightest light. I think that's a big one. So, yeah, I think doing that and connecting with that feeling and keep on connecting with that feeling. Yeah. Not just creating a vision, but tuning into it multiple times a day. Not because you think you have to ex expect that this is going to happen, but by aligning with that feeling of how you want to feel, you are already raising your energy in, in the present. So you're already creating it right now. And you're already feeling better right now because you've just raised your energy. So, you know, I think that's a really big one. And that's one that really helps me doing things. When I feel stuck, I just need to connect with, with my 
yeah, with my soul's path again, just by surrendering and by thinking, how do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Yeah. What does that look like? And what do you, what do you say to individuals, which you kind of touched on this, but to get more detailed, what do you say to individuals who just don't know what they want? Yeah, you know, you're kind of like, I know that I want different, but like, I don't know. No, but that's what, a big one. It happens a lot. Yeah. But, you know, we still want to encourage them to take a step. So in that instance where they're literally just kind of like, I have no idea, what should they do? You know? Well, that's a really good one because just take a piece of paper. Okay. Divide it into two and write down on the left. What is it that you don't want anymore? Because we, we know that very well. And that's just a thing because we're always focused on what we don't want anymore. But by doing that, we are matching our vibration with that frequency that we don't want, creating more of the same. That's why it's so hard to get out of um, poor routines or, or patterns that are holding you back. It's, it's really easy. Just It's like the law of physics against every negative there's a positive so put on the left side the negative and then shift it and write down the exact opposite and then feel is that exactly what i mean or can i just tweak it a little bit more what's the word that really resonates me and really make makes my toes tingle you know that yeah. is what you that is a sensation you want to feel so that's the way I would I do it with my clients. We'll, we'll just put the negative and then start shifting it. And if you say, you know, oh, I have a lot of stress at work and I don't want so much stress anymore. No, no. What do you want? What is the opposite? It means I feel relaxed. It means I feel at ease. I feel comfortable. I feel I feel space. You know, yeah. what? what is it? shifted from from um, negative to positive. Yeah, so I love that. that. And even just hearing you say that kind of like, and I'm not even stressed, but it kind of like calmed me because I can totally envision being in a stressful situation and then come into the realization of instead of concentrating on what I don't want, concentrate on what I do want. And it already just that one epiphany yeah. really, you know, allows us to envision what we ultimately want. That's great. Exactly. And it's so easy to do that. Yeah. When, when I have to, uh, at this point, I'm not creating so much content because I took a step back from that because I want to reinvent myself in this in this area of my business but in the past you know i always created a lot of content and very consistently for years so it was very i've really created a routine that worked amazing for me but i've noticed that there's a lot of people who feel like they don't have any inspiration for example and they feel stuck well yeah for sure and the more you keep telling yourself that you have no inspiration there's definitely not going to show anything up but the second you take a step back from that, 
accept that you don't have, feel inspired at this moment. Connect with yourself. Just breathe for a second. Ground yourself. Connect with your vision, step three. And just feel like, okay, how do I want to feel while, while riding? How do I want to feel? What do I want to share? What is that message that, you know, why am I doing this? How do I want to feel sharing content? And then start start writing. And it's, it's just you're in tune, in sync at the second you do that. That's great. Just flow is everywhere. We don't need anything special. Yeah. Get in touch with flow yeah. or with inspiration. It's already there all the time. So all we need to do is connect with the frequency. It's so easy. It's so easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Simple enough. Yeah. Simple enough. But it's taking that taking that action. You know, that's where uh, a lot of us falters, taking that yeah. action towards ourselves to better ourselves. Because sometimes we're scared. You know, sometimes we're a little scared of like the unknown and what does it look like? And am I going to be able to live up to that? You know, once I figure out all these things that I want, what if it's scary? What if it's too much work? You know, there's a lot of things that go hand in hand with that. But whether it is scary or isn't scary, I would rather know than not know. So it's taking that first step. I, I love everything that you're saying. Yeah. And you know what? You always have to remember that the brain is programmed to keep you in the same situation because that is safe. That is keeping you alive. The brain is programmed to do that. But when you feel like you're stuck in a situation and you don't feel happy there, and then whenever you're taking little steps towards moving away from that and creating something new, your body or your brain will create discomfort. That's why, you know, we call it the comfort zone. Put yourself under a scanner. You don't see anything like a comfort zone. It is created to keep you at the same place where you've been these past months or years. Yeah. Because that's safe. You'll survive. But it's not comfortable there. Yeah. At all. And that is something we just need to be conscious about and aware. That, you know what? Doing this and falling back into the thing I always used to do mm -hmm. makes me feel that way. So isn't it even easier and more comfortable doing this thing or not doing this thing that moves me away from there so that I can break through this, we call it terror barrier, you know, because that's what's holding you back. And, and just being conscious about it. It's that's all we have to do. There's yeah. that's where you can you can gain anything in life. Definitely, definitely. What's the number one lesson you've learned from your life? I think probably trusting that, you know, the universe has got my back. That and, and surrendering to that, that is, that is the still hardest thing for me to do. It's letting go. And yeah, it's the most beautiful thing when it works, but especially the trust is a big one. It really makes my life so much easier and happier. And 
more balance. There's more harmony because of the trust. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, one of the things that I, when I found out about was a huge eye opener for me. And that is the uh, idea of um, limiting beliefs or disempowering beliefs. Um, something that we might have believed for a large amount of our time uh, of our life. And then we realize that having that belief is holding us back from ultimately, you know, being who we're supposed to be. Did you have any limiting beliefs growing up that you had to adjust and uh, fix during yeah. your journey? Yeah, just a few. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, I can't do this was my mantra growing up. And I had a mom who kept telling me, you can do anything you want. I can't do this. So that took me really long to get over that. Mm -hmm. And now I think, you know what? I have no idea. So let's try. We'll yes. See. Yeah. So that's a big one. That's a big one. And, and I think it all comes back to not feeling enough or good enough. Yeah. So that's when I've worked on really hard. And that's just, you know, it's okay now. If it's shit, it's shit. I'm still good enough. Yes. Because we all have that. We, we don't have to think that anyone has a life that's perfect. It does, how boring would that be? Yeah. Well, we're, we're not here to create perfect lives. We're here to grow, to shine, to have fun, and to live our bliss. Definitely. A hundred percent. I want to take a moment to um, thank the uh, individuals that are watching live right now. I so appreciate you being here and supporting the Her Version platform. And uh, I want to thank Kathy for coming on and sharing some of her journey. You know, since we have, um, you know, an audience that's that's here listening, I'm assuming that they're resonating with you. I'm assuming that they're appreciating your journey and your story and the insight that you're giving. Uh, I would love for you just to kind of talk about your business and talk about, you know, what you do and, you know, how you help, um, you know, the humans. Your website is above your face area there. <laughs> um, tell us what you do. So I coach highly sensitive artists because I've noticed that there's so much pressure going on. Um, but it's also performers, athletes, entrepreneurs. You know, I'm not, I'm not bound to a certain box. You know, you don't have to tick any boxes to work with me. We just, it's about these things. Do you feel like you're stuck in in the brain noise? You know, do oh, you feel yeah. like it's hard to let things go? Do you feel like you're taking things really personal and it's hurting you? Do you feel like you're insecure? Do you feel like you really want to put yourself out there? Do you feel like this is your time to shine? And those are just like a few of the things that are important to me that, you know, then you know that we've got a connection because this are, these are things that I can help you with. But it's, it's just being highly sensitive is such a gift. And 
our right part of the brain is stronger activated. So that means a lot of empathy, a lot of, you know, creativity, thinking in a very solution-wise, thinking very much in solutions and, you know, taking care of other people, which are amazing gifts and especially for artists because they can really embody the role they're playing, uh, you know, as performers, as it really helps. They see a lot more details than other people, making them have more information to move forward. So they're really bringing things to a, a higher level. Yeah. And that is actually what makes this so interesting because the problem is that there's also a lot of challenges that come along with this beautiful gift. And I've been stuck in those challenges for a long time myself. And it felt really hard and heavy yeah, and dark in my case as well. So if you feel like life can be lighter and you want to lift that quality of life up and you really want to step into your full potential and shine your light, that is when you want to just connect with me and we just have a chat to see if there's a match, what I can do for you. And we go from there because I work very much, um, you know, with a bespoke program that's tailored to what my clients need because I don't work with a lot of clients. I really handpick my clients to see, you know, is this someone that I get, you know, that brings me joy working with this person as well because we'll be working together for at least six months to a year. This, this has to be fun. You know, <laughs> that's important to me. So, and that's, and, you know, we create the best results doing that. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. What does success mean to you? Success is living your happiest life. Whatever happiness means to you. In my case, that means fully being me, having a lot of, fun and laughter and a lot of love in my life. And I love helping people. I love supporting the artists and giving them a space where they get to come home, you know, and find themselves so they can show up in the world being themselves, which changes their lives completely. So that is, that is what happiness means to me. Yeah. That's great. You know, one of the um, things that I like to cover as we uh, wrap up our podcast here is uh, speaking directly to, you know, females who are possibly struggling right now or in some sort of darkness or searching for themselves and who they ultimately want to be. What would be some advice that you would give to a female listening right now who's really struggling with finding their authentic self? What would you tell them? First of all, I'll, I'll say what my doctor said to me when I was stuck in my burnout. And she said, Kati, you're not going to go lay down on the sofa. Put your shoes on, get out there and start walking. It doesn't have to be an hour a day. Start with walking 15 to 20 minutes and see if, you know, if you can do a little bit more over time, start walking, 
that's the first thing start breathing more consciously and start integrating things that bring you joy and peace more and more into your day to day routine because the more you bring the joy in your life today the more your frequency is at that level the more of it you will attract tomorrow and later on that's you know that's how easy it is yeah. So focus your energy and, you know, sometimes it can help because sometimes we need a little middle step, you know, watch a YouTube show. If you want, press my name and there's so much content that helps you get positive information. When I was stuck in my burnout, I would listen to podcasts and videos and all those things that would, you know, give me energy I would do that all day long and doing that i was actually brainwashing myself but doing that is better than the stupid self-talk that is bringing yeah. you down yeah so if that is what you need right now to be able to take that next step then do that but that. do something that brings you joy and that lifts your energy up because the diamond is already there you know just start seeing it it's already there you can see it if you want start seeing it and start seeing it and feeling it shine and start seeing the light go bigger and brighter and fill the room fill the house fill your street fill your entire town fill the entire earth with that light connect with the light of the universe you're already one yeah you're already whole Absolutely. What a great way to wrap up. That was fantastic. I love it. Uh, listen, Kathy, I so appreciate you being here. I so appreciate you taking some time out of your day to sit down with us and share some of your journey with us. Um, as I wrap up here and close up, is there any closing thoughts that you would like to end on? I'll just share my, uh, my mantra, claim your shine and own it. I think that says it all. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. For those of you watching live now, uh, Kathy's website is right above her little square right here. So make sure you check her out. Her um, What she does, her business, her social media, all the goodness is on there. So you can find her, follow her, and reach out to her. For those of you watching live, I so appreciate you being here. I so appreciate you taking some time out of your day to support the Her Version podcast and Kathy's journey. For those of you watching on the replay, make sure that you hashtag replay so that we know that you were here and we know what platform that you are showing us love on so that we can show you some love back. Thank you so much for joining us here on Her Version. This community is expanding every single day and is filled with females who are striving to do better than they did yesterday. For those of you that are new to this podcast and like content like this, make sure you share, follow, and like. If you have an amazing story to share, make sure you reach out to me here or at herversion.life. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria, and I'm so grateful to be here sharing a platform that allows people to share their truth and inspire others like Kathy did today. Thank you so much for everything. Do something awesome.